This episode of the regular podcast is brought to you by Amps Gaming and Rap Commentaries on YouTube, man. It's also brought to you by IRDT. That's a YouTube channel by DV Real, man. That's D-E-E-V-I-E-R-E-A-L, man. Look them up. Best bars on the internet. I'm trying to tell y'all something. Today's ceremony, however, has very special meaning. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Check, mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. All right, what's up, y'all? Listen, we back for another episode of the regular podcast. I'm, I'm here, you know, to amuse y'all. Listen. I want to thank everybody for for the response to last week's episode, that coverage on text. You know, um, I did. That was the most listens I had in a week. You know, it wasn't a lot to some of y'all. You know, one fifty in a week is is a lot for me. So, <clears throat> and one fifty. You know, I've been doing a lot of statistical readings lately. So one fifty, of course, is in the millions. So I meant one hundred and fifty million. You know how I do. But <clears throat> what's good with y'all? You know how was how was y'all week? You know, um, I want y'all to hit me, hit me on Twitter at Kilo underscore Righteous. Tell me how your week was. Mine was pretty good. You know, you know how I do. I just go to work, come home, chill with my family. You know, I'm super, I'm super washed. I don't do anything, you know, that the kids might call lit. I just chill. You know, um, I was a kid once and things. So, you know, I remember things. But look. <clears throat> Uh, you know, it was a good week, whatever. I was off on Friday, so. But let me give y'all an update on, on what happened with tax. Now, I said on last week's episode that, um, that tax would probably, you know, do us five and just tell on, and tell on who, do five in the feds. And then when the state charged him with, with murder, he would tell on somebody and he would get out. Well, new information has been brought to my attention and a lot of y'all um that 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 are friends with me on facebook you you've been keeping up with everything i've been pretty much reporting on it all but uh tax stone is done man it's over with it's a wrap you know for nito a lot of people say he deserves it because he was a bully or whatever you know i don't think anybody deserves uh jail because it's just not cool but <clears throat> listen this situation is just all effed up you know, tax. Um, so he had to beef with Troy Ave or whatever, and, and things happen. And now they're saying what they're saying is they have Tax Stone's DNA on the magazine, the handle, and the trigger. Now I, that was something I didn't know last week. I didn't know they had that on the trigger. You feel me? I didn't know about that. They had the DNA on the trigger. So remember, I told you they gave Tax Stone a five hundred thousand dollar bail. Listen. They took him back to court because they said, no, he's too dangerous. They can't. They got to get him off the streets. He's a menace to society. They took him back to court to try to get his bond revoked. And guess what? The judge granted that revocation. So tax stone is being held without bond in federal custody. Now, that's only for the gun charge. That's only for the gun charge. The state, I'm guessing, is going to put the since they have his DNA. They have his DNA on. um. The, the trigger and the handle, 
that's enough and they have witnesses and they also said that they have uh had, had an informant working with them for the last two months so now um that they've revoked his bond he can't leave he can't go anywhere i'm guessing the state of new york is going to put together a murder case now he came into a club with a gun club full of people in new york you can't have a gun period and um so he's a felon coming into a place with a gun and he's in a place with a person he's been talking threatening on his podcast so it looks like he came in there to shoot somebody so uh with that being said it's all bad for tax um tax is going for, away for the long ride you know um bk title wave bk title wave said um she pretty much said what i'm saying right now she said it's a wrap for tax she said f them um she doesn't understand why why anybody would support tax and she said he's a fake gangster and he is definitely going to get beat up when he gets in the new york system that's a very good possibility because he talks shit about so many people like i told y'all i'm a tax fan but you know the goonies you know you it's hard to keep the goonies it's hard to keep the goonies low listen to bk tidal wave as soon as it play hold on bk tidal wave was going in on tax uh hold up y'all let me get it together uh i'm guessing this thing just don't want to play or whatever all right it won't play but she she posted on instagram and said it says fuck you tax all right so tax is done it's a wrap now another thing that happened let me go to my notes since we a couple minutes in now um another thing that happened that i don't know why i need to go to my notes for donald trump got inaugurated on friday january 20th 2017 donald trump um does the the apprentice the donald um the dude that's that made your fired famous is now your president of the united states you know grab him by the by the p word you know donald is is um donald is y'all president now you know um really he's all of our president but where i guess everybody's just gonna act like he's not their president so you know i'm down to be a follower in this instance donald is not yeah i'm not gonna say he's not my president i don't care about any of these any of these presidents so it is what it is i'm i live in america i'm bound by this american society so i guess he's my president just like he's y'all president so um you know um trump trump got inaugurated they said his numbers were so trash as far as attendance and um at his inauguration yo listen they said the uber prices didn't even surge like anybody that take uber y'all know how crazy it is because you can go to the club and that'll make the uber prices surge the inauguration didn't even make the uber prices surge that's some shit right there they said obama had two million people at his inauguration in 2009 <clears throat> trump had nine hundred thousand. like you talking about an over 50 percent fall off come on man trump <clears throat> figure it out man figure out how to get people to like you because they are not effing with you right now so much so that women all around the country are doing some massive march <clears throat> on today i'm recording this on january 21st it's saturday the day after the inauguration these women are marching all over the all over the country and um massive numbers and it's seeming like the women are protesting peacefully you know they're in dc they're in chicago pretty much every big city um, I, I got a text earlier from a from a from a good guy. He told me that the women were it was it was raining hard in Atlanta. 
You set a bunch of women downtown uh, marching in the rain and shit, looking stupid as hell. But, you know, I, I commend them. Do what you got to do. You know, I wouldn't be out there, but that's on y'all. You know, all you white women, you do your thing. So, um, I'm guessing they're pretty much, I'm guessing this is one massive, like, collaborative slut walk. I don't know what it is, really. Because, you know, uh, I guess this is a feminist movement and a push for, I don't know what they're pushing for. But they're they're coming together. There's a bunch of people with signs and a lot of good pictures and stuff. So I'm, I'm guessing that they're coming together for something. Now, black women, we've been through this before now. Don't, don't fall for it again. We have been here before in the 60s and 70s. We do not need to fall for it again. Okay? Listen to me. You're, listen, you know, listen, y'all don't have to listen to me, but I want you to hear me, though, at least hear me. Please don't fall for it again. They are trying to get you against your son, your father, your husband. Okay, anything, anything pro them is anti us. You know why? Because they have to stand on our head to get it. And I'm not saying white. I'm saying power structure anything pro power structure is anti-black male understand that it's anti-black woman too they just want to let y'all in because they think that they can control you better they think y'all are weak they don't know we get our strength from y'all so they think y'all are weak so they think they should just let y'all in the door so that they can just you know just just subjugate you and, and things like that um i'm hoping i'm hoping that uh, it's music playing in the background. I'm hoping it ain't being too loud. Because uh, my brother got the studio popping. He got this girl recording this song. Hold on, y'all. Let me. All right. Now we good. All right. So, um, what, 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 what? I'm trying to keep it short for y'all today. So, I'm at around nine minutes. All right. So, the women, they did a good job. Okay. Black women don't fall for it. Now. I told y'all I was going to do the um oh, oh another thing. Let's not let's not forget about these thugs in DC. So they protested after Trump's inauguration and these thugs just went bananas. You know what I mean? The caveman was showing his ass yesterday. They were burning things, they were breaking windows and smashing stuff, they were doing everything that shouldn't be done. And guess what I did not see? You know what I was reading? That's what I was reading. Let me let me tell it's all white people. Now, this is what I was reading. Two cops hospitalized. Arrests are expected to be made tomorrow. That's what I read. It said two cops hospitalized in protest. Arrests are expected to be made tomorrow. Now, what kind of shit is that? These people. Now, they wasn't. This is how this is the difference between a black protest when we're angry and rioting and a white, white, right and, and protest. So. If y'all look at the videos in Ferguson when they were breaking stuff or, or even Milwaukee more recently when they were breaking and burning stuff, they were running. They were they would smash it and run. You know why? Because they're scared for their life. They know if the police are anywhere near them or if somebody catches them, they will be arrested, beat up or any any other crazy thing like that by the police officers. Now, white rioters in D.C. after in D.C. after the inauguration, you know what they did? They were just breaking, smashing shit, and just standing there. You know why? They weren't even worried about the police coming and trying to get them. They just, they just didn't care. It didn't matter at all to them. You know, they weren't even scared. They weren't worried. The police never showed, or if they did show, I didn't see them do anything. So I saw a video 
they they lit two trash cans on fire. It had to be a good 500 people standing around this fire, watching the fire burn and all that. Some dude comes in. He's a Trump supporter, I guess. And he put the fire out. Uh, pretty much they started yelling at him, throwing stuff at him. Then they beat him up. <clears throat> a couple people beat him up, right? Now, think about how long it takes for two trash cans to burn up. No cops came through. Then think about how long it takes for a man to extinguish it with a personal fire extinguisher. Still no police officers showed up. Then think about how long it takes for white people to start fighting somebody that didn't do anything to them. <laughs> it, they, they, so they fought him eventually and no police. The, the people broke it up. The police didn't even come when the fight started. The police never came on camera at all. The fire department didn't come put that fire out. Nothing. The police did not intervene at all. And y'all want to tell me this is not about race, man? Come on, man. Y'all got to get it together, man. So, you know, hey, all you thugs in, in D.C. that wanted to smash stuff up, you know, these these thugs, hey, when I say thug, you better not get an image of any dreadlocks in your head right now. No, this is not. No, I'm talking about the real thugs. The one that's, that smashed up D.C. for no reason, just because a man got elected. Because some of their brothers from the middle of the country elected this man. They're breaking stuff. So nah, um, you know, the, 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 you know, hey, get it together. Now, before I get into the, the, the meat and potatoes, um, I wanted to give you get back into Kilo's quick cash course. You know, it's very brief. You know, another basic concept. The term I want to hit you guys with is term I want to hit you with. Yo, I don't I don't know if y'all can hear what's happening. I'm getting a lot of interference, though. I'm getting a lot of interference. The term I want to hit you with is dividends. Dividends are a distribution of a portion of a company's in earnings decided by the board of directors to a class of its shareholders. Now, what that means in layman's terms, let's say, let's say um, I, I'm, a, I'm a board of directors, me, and I make, let's say I make a thousand dollars, right? And um, five and fifty people have um, uh, fifty people have a share in my stock. So a thousand, I, I would split that thousand dollars up equally uh, amongst all fifty of those people. That's considered a dividend. So I would give each person twenty dollars per sh per share that they own, and they all own one share. So I would give them all twenty dollars. That's how dividends work. Companies they make they make profits and earnings and things. And then they take a piece of that and give it back to the people who put in. So, you know, you put in on the put in on the weed, you know, what I'm saying you get to smoke, you put in on the pizza, you get a slice. You know what I mean? You don't just put in on the pizza and watch them make it and then just enjoy it. You know, enjoy looking at it. You know, they give you something back. So put it on the pizza, you get a slice back. So when you put in on a, on a company's uh, on a company and help them grow with investment money, then. You also you get your growth because you own a piece of the company, but you also get rewarded in, in pr pretty it's like a tiny bit like profit sharing, but you get a dividend back. So all companies don't have dividends, but the companies that do, you know, they give you just normally like only a couple cents per share, a couple penny, whatever, you know, maybe you might get a quarter, 25 cents per share, some shit like that. And if you might own 100 shares, 20, so you'll get $25 back, you know, something like that. And a lot of people, what you do is reinvest it. You know, that's the smart thing to do. You don't want to take that $25 and, 
and and keep it you know take that 25 put it back into the stock and just you know let it keep rolling over like that they do a lot of dividends they come quarterly so every quarter you'll get paid out a dividend based on how much of the stock you own all right so that's the basic you know that's one another basic concept um so that was the quick cash course for the day or for this week all right now look Let's get into the gravy and mashed potatoes. You know, last time I said meat and potatoes. Now I'm talking about the gravy, you know. Um, now, Trump has been president officially for about uh, 24 hours or maybe maybe 28 hours at this point. Right. Um, now, shortly, like an hour after he was inaugurated, Ben Carson with the housing and Ur housing um, and urban urban development department you know what they did they went to work and guess what work they went to see they set ben carson up now now people called people called steve harvey a coon because they said he was a, a figurehead and he was a symbol and he was being used for photo ops ben carson just like barack obama put in a position to take the heat for everything that's done to black people so guess, you know, uh, with Obama, let me say this briefly. With Obama, you know what people are going to remember a lot more than a lot of things he did while he was president? They're going to remember Trayvon Martin. They're going to remember Eric Gardner. They're going to remember Mike Brown. They're going to remember that happened. They're going to remember when it happened. And they're going to remember what happened as a result of those people that got killed. Nobody went to jail for it. That's what they're going to remember. You understand? So Ben Carson, boom. Another black man, they put in charge of something that had to do with urban. All right. Ben Carson gets in charge of HUD. OK, secretary of HUD. An hour after Trump became president, what they did was um, they, they wrote a, a little piece of legislation. I, I, I would say they just wrote a piece, you know, wrote a, a small bill, whatever, to suspend a rate cut in the FHA mortgage program, mortgage insurance program. Now, what does that mean? That means that the Obama administration had a, had a program set up where they were about to make a cut. They were about to make a cut to the FHA mortgage insurance uh, rate, the insurance rate, right? Meaning the price that you pay when you get an F, uh, the price for mortgage insurance when you get an FHA loan. Right. And mortgage insurance is so that if you if you default on your loan, if you get foreclosed on the FHA will handle what the what the bank lost out on or the mortgage company lost out on. All right. Now, what the HUD did was they the, the, the rate cut was supposed to be uh, 0 0.15 percent, meaning if today if today the uh, the rate was four point if the rate was five point zero percent. Then next week, it would be 4.85%, meaning you would pay less in mortgage insurance, right? So Ben Carson suspended that. So now it's not going down to 4.85. It's going to remain at 5%. Now, some people said, you know, that's not that's not changing anything. It's just making everything stay the same. I'm going to tell you why that's, why that's not good. I'll tell you why it's detrimental to black people, specifically black people, because we have the lowest rate of um, home ownership in this country. Now, uh, I'll tell you how it affects us. Now, let's look at black home ownership. Give me one second. Black home ownership in this here country that we live in. 
I will tell you for the entire United States, the home ownership rate or percentage is 63.5% as of the th as of the um, third quarter of 2016. That's the most up-to-date statistics on that. 63.5% for the entire United States. For black people, the rate is 43 point, I mean 41.3%. Meaning only 41% of the black people that live in this country that live somewhere only 41% of them have a house or own their home, I mean. The craziest thing about that is that's down from a year before. Pr a year prior to that, our percentage was 42.4%. That means our rate, our, our home ownership uh, dropped 1.1%. Now, we know 1% of, um, what we have 40 million black people, so 1% of that is, what, 400,000? So 400,000 people don't own their house <laughs> like last year so think about that how is it going down right we just had a black president how are we losing home ownership and i would tell y'all the numbers going back further than that i'll let you know it's it's going down all right the numbers are going down because the year before that it was 42.9 percent the year before that was 43.1 percent so it's our our home ownership has been falling all right even with the supposedly with the economy doing so well, if you look at the stock market, you'll see it and it'll make you believe that everything is going just fine. If you if you look at our home ownership, then you look at our, our income. We make less money than everybody else. Um, we're at the bottom. We, we're making around thirty six thousand a year. So now let's, let me tell you how that um, what Ben Carson just did affects that. So let's say we're making around thirty six thousand and our home ownership is. 41 percent so they've been denying us they've been denying us they it's not like we haven't been trying to get homes we've been trying to get homes but we've been denied so with that rate cut that would make the the monthly payment lower that means the debt to income ratio the the acceptable the allowable debt to income ratio for a potential borrower would go down you understand the ratio is allowed to be down so or or, or the debt to the income to debt ratio could be lower and you would be approved for a loan if the rate went down if there was some way to make our, our some way to make the cost for a mortgage go down it would make it um more easy it would make it more easy for black people to be approved so being that that rate is staying the same that means that our, our home ownership rates will continue to decline or stay the same Unless black people figure out a way to start making more money. But as things presently are, black people are going to, are on the decline in home ownership. And it's going to continue to decline because we're being denied. If you look at, if you like I said, if you look at home ownership over time, we have been in the year before. So 2012 was 44%. 13, it was 43%. 2014 is 42.9. 2015, 42.4. And 2016, up to right now, is 41. We're declining under... The way things currently are, Obama put in, or Obama's HUD secretary, Secretary of Housing, um, put in a bill that would cut the rate as soon as he got out of office, which is interesting. He made it so that the rate cut wouldn't take a place until he got out of office, which I don't understand why he did that. So he gave it to the next president to just pretty much cut it. And what Ben Carson did was suspend it indefinitely. Meaning he doesn't ever have to bring that rate cut in back. You understand? So um, 
there, that, that one little little um, shred of hope that we had to increase our home ownership like now and not somewhere in the distant future but now you know that thing just went away for all for the 60 or, or let's say 59 point uh, 59 percent of people who could not get a home you know that that the people who are on the edge i'm not talking about the extreme circumstances but there were some people that were right on the edge and they were almost able to get a home and they, they couldn't get one so and that's something that just happened right this that just, like soon as soon as trump became president that happened an hour later you know it's just it, it's an issue i hope i'm not doing um too much rambling and you could keep up with what i'm saying but so ben carson he, he suspended a, a rate cut that means the monthly payment will not go down that means homes will not be more affordable or, or mortgages now black people can afford houses banks are not loaning us money for for mortgages because of the extra fees that come with it this fee that i'm talking about right here this mortgage insurance is another fee so with that not going down that means black people still won't be able to afford it so it's not going to be any easier for us to afford homes right so that's part of that you know those fees they get you because when you're talking about principal you know principal and interest is a very you know they're, they're normally small but those other rates they get you like that now now on top of on top of the fact that we're not owning homes on an, on average with the nation with the nation we have another dilemma so um i told you guys last week or, or one of those previous weeks that um black people we lost a lot of our wealth in the great recession a few years ago right and a lot of our wealth was in the home ownership and we lost that and we didn't get it back now the, the people who now this is another issue we're dealing with as black people our homes now we own homes now some of us 40 percent of us own homes just like 60 percent of the country but our our home values are not rising at the same rates that that other people's homes are now what do i mean by that i mean appreciation appreciation in, in housing is how a lot of people build equity meaning your house being worth more than you bought it for you understand so with your house being worth more than you bought it for that means you have equity you have positive you have equity not negative equity meaning you can sell your house right now and you can make a profit right now the issue with um areas that have high black populations like the south and the midwest that's where the constant the highest concentrations of black people live in the south and live in the midwest now we know the reason is because we were slaves in the south and then we migrated to mostly the midwest you know ohio illinois indiana michigan missouri we went there that's where a lot of our people went when we migrated so uh we went there and if I'm, i have a map here and this is based on hpi hpi is considered the house price index it's a way that they track the changes in, in homes and uh pretty much in the, the my map is reload they have different levels of um they have different hpi levels and the south and the midwest have the lowest uh, what i would call rates of change meaning the homes are not appreciating if you look at the northeast northeast coast in the um, west coast where you have very low low black populations except dc dc is the only exception 
to what I'm saying right now. D.C. has a lot of black people um, as far as uh, per capita. But the rest of the East Coast and the West Coast, very low black populations. Their HPI level, which is the rate of change over time, is at the highest level. Like you um, said, so the level is 175. The East and West Coast, Northeast and West Coast is over 175. Low level is zero to 100. The majority of the Midwest and the South, and I don't mean Florida when I say South, so I mean where most of the slaves were at, which would be the Carolinas, Georgia, Alabama, where most of the slaves were at, and uh, the Midwest, so Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, and Indiana. Homes are not appreciating like they should. Well, I won't say what they should or what they shouldn't, but they're not appreciating at the levels or at the rates that the rest of the country is. Why is that? I don't I can't say why it is, but I know that's where black people live at. Black people live in those places and we're not building equity because the home prices are not increasing on par with the rest of the country. You understand? So that's another thing that y'all need to. Take some time, you know, um, research it, um, look it up, all that good jive. Now, I'm, I'm 28 minutes in, I'm 28 minutes in, I'm about to wrap it up, but I'm going I'm to I'm answer the questions that I got. I only have one question this week in the, in the question kilo segment. The question is, I got to paraphrase because I can't really even find that joint. Um. Matter of fact, I'm going to find it because I don't even want to mess this question up like that. Um, give me a second, family. What's some new music y'all been listening to, man? I'm asking y'all that. What's some new music? Y'all hit me up and let me know because I, I need to know. Okay, I have two questions. Actually, I didn't even know Lester hit me up. All right, the first question is from Darius Jones. And what he asked me was, can you still be pro-black and be down for the cause if you're dating a white person? I've heard that. I've heard that you're dating outside your race and you aren't down by a couple the other what by a couple the old the older heads around me personally yes you can but I wanted to hear your views on it <laughs> The thing about it is you could be pro black but you can't you could be pro black you can't be a black leader you understand you can't be on the front lines with us you know why well this is for people who marry outside the race now, if you're just in a relationship with somebody, you know, um, I still wouldn't wouldn't follow you anywhere, but you can try to be on the front line. Now, if you're married to somebody outside the race, you can't you can't be a black leader because your interests are not all black. Your interests have to be with your with your spouse also as 100 percent, just like 100 percent with yours. You can't be like, nah, I'm straight black. I don't, I don't want nothing white. And then your wife is white or something like that. That's not how that works. So you can be pro black or whatever, but. You can't be a black leader. That's not how that's going to happen. So nobody could tell you that you're not pro-black because you got to, um, you know, I don't. But what I don't understand is how you um, let's say you're a black man and you have a white wife or whatever. How do you view black women if a white woman was what you chose over all the black women? You know, that's the kind of questions I would ask you. I've never been in a real um, inter interracial relationship, so I can't answer that question. But I would like you to 
Darius, you you hit me up and tell me how do you view black women that you ch that you chose? Because there's so many black women out here. You chose a white woman over because I see your profile picture. You have a, a white woman. Y'all kissing each other. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't remember. I, I might I might know you. I don't think I know you though. But you know your friend on Facebook, so you know it's not an attack. I just want you to explain it to me. Just tell me how you view black women, and that'll help. You know that'll help understand because I've been seeing. I see a lot of people that supposedly down with the movement, and then they have spouses in other in other worlds. Like you got somebody like Byron Allen out here, and Byron Allen is is a black billionaire, and he's using all of these black issues to sue companies. And he's he's winning these lawsuits based on saying, you know, black people are not allowed to do X, Y, Z, but his wife is white. So, I mean, listen, y'all have to let me know what what how, how that decision making process goes. But you can't be a black leader, though, if you if if 50 um, percent of your interest is in another race because of uh, spousal reasons, you know, I hope I answered that that um, for you. The right way and i want you to answer that question for me how do you view black women all right lester said lester scott you know um nino y'all know westlake nino if y'all know him like that i don't know what y'all call him these days um is whooping your kids the best way to discipline them or is that remains of slavery in a dna memory all right lester um no i don't think i don't think whooping your kid is the best it's definitely not the best way at all it's not even close to the best way but um i think we definitely do it because it's like what happened to us so we just like it's a reaction it's what happened to us and it's what happened to our parents and it's what happened to their parents so it definitely came from slavery but you know you have some some africans that was never enslaved they whooped the hell out of their kids but they don't uh I, I don't know they everybody i think for the most part uh be everybody hits their kids out of anger a lot of times so I don't know. I don't think it's the best way. But really, I think you got to ask yourself, like, how you felt when you got whooped. I know I got whooped and, you know, I, it wasn't like a something that made me change. So, shit, I might have just got sneakier. Really. Whoopings just make you not try to not get caught. It's just like asking is putting people in jail the best way to make crime stop. Like, nah, it's not. It should. It don't work like that. You know, everybody needs their own um, discipline method for each kid. Every kid is not the same. You know, you might you might whoop me or you might could have whooped me in one way, but you whoop one of my siblings and they might turn out a totally different way. So it's not it's not about whether you whoop or not. It's about having a, um, a thing for your kids. Like like I hit my daughter a few times before and um like it's not even it, it just don't even solve nothing really so i'll be trying not to because it, it don't even fix nothing it just make her turn up with her with, with the tantrums and all that and you know i it, it just it doesn't work it, that way you know the kids that i knew that got the most whoopings are definitely what people would call the bad kids now or the, the ones who turned out to be bad kids i don't think i don't think that that's an accident you know what I'm saying? I think when you whoop kids, they do kind of feel unloved a little bit. And that make them, it make them act out. It's one thing to, you know, whoop them early and try to stop and, and try to tailor the message so that something could work. But if you whoop them and it didn't work and you keep on whooping them and it didn't work and you keep on whooping them and it didn't work, they're just going to think you don't like them. That's what I think. You know, and that's maybe that's not everybody's experience. That's just what I've seen, though. You know, so, um, 
I hope I answered that for you, Lester. I, I try not to whoop my daughter. I have whooped her though, you know. And you know, um, it definitely wasn't like the kind of whoopers I got, but I, I have whooped her though. So, um, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, the questions I had for y'all. So the, um, I asked the ladies, the ladies, um, what, what's the biggest struggles that you have when you deal with a quote unquote woke dude right and then for the dudes i ask y'all this question if you trying to get your woke on and your woman ain't with it do you just cut her off is that is that just the end of the situation do you cut her off or do you just chill with it and you know you work with her and if she ain't with it you just be like all right love is love is conquers all or do you just leave I got a, a couple responses on Facebook from that question, but I want to see what um, more y'all think of that. And that was that was that's the question segment. You know, you know, we spell question with the K W E S T I O N. So y'all hit me up, answer my questions. I hope I answered y'all's. Um, that's all I got for y'all. Next week we'll be back. You know, I hope I didn't I didn't have too much information to make y'all turn it off. I want to give a shout out to everybody that listened. Listen to the podcast, you know, um, Lester and Miss Scott, his mom, um, they got a good foundation cracking off right now back at the crib. Uh, Dare to Dream Foundation, you know, they got a lot of good programs. My dad just started his podcast. It's called Open Secrets. Y'all can find that on um, on SoundCloud. You know, check that out. Open Secrets. Um, I'm a shout out, uh, Ed, my dude, Ed, it's called the Ed show, you know, um, real good sports podcast. Y'all remember Ed, we did the episode, episode nine, you know, introducing the Ed show. Y'all listen to my guy. He's the funniest. He got the funniest, definitely the funniest sports podcast, but it's a good one too. Cause it's from the fan perspective. You know, I got my people, um, the Creek industry rule 4080. They got a real good podcast, too, but they talk about everything. But, you know, they get deep in the anime. That's not really my thing, but they talk about it. So they not they don't get deep. There's some music. I would say it's a rap, more like a rap podcast, but they into everything, though. They kind of like me. They get in. They talk about everything you want to, you know, anything you want to get into, they get into it. So, you know, um, and that's industry rule, like, you know, the industry and then rule, like R-U-L-E, 40, 80. That's on SoundCloud and, and um, iTunes. Uh, the Ed Show is on SoundCloud and SoundCloud and iTunes too. And then me, I'm on iTunes and SoundCloud also. So you know, y'all check me out. Um, let me see. Y'all go to uh, theCPerryApproval.wordpress.com. It's a real good food blog. You know, I'm just trying to shout everybody out right now. You know, I'm shout out Talk It Out Podcast, uh, Gabby and KT. You know, y'all doing y'all thing up there in Tennessee. Let me shout out um, Nicole and Avery with, with Podcast Queens. You know, y'all doing y'all thing in North Kakalaki in New York. And I guess DMV because Avery don't know where she's from for real. She don't know where she want to be from. Um, you know, I'm going to shout out the podcast, brothers. You know, I'm going to shout out, um, shout out, you know, um, dang, what's my man? Uh, shout out the Mindful Rebel, uh, good podcast. He down in Atlanta. I'm trying to link with him real soon. Uh, dang, you know, I want to sound, um, uh, Crystal. What's that? Dang, I can't think of her, her podcast name. It's like Crystal Speaks or something like that. Dang, you know, I feel bad, Crystal. Um, 
I'm trying to think of your podcast name, but I can't even think of the Jane. Uh, to Kenya talks, you know, to Kenya, me and to Kenya had the same birthday, so you know we rocking out like that. I'm trying to think of everybody who 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 um oh why not sports? You know, me and him had a good convo uh, the other day about about NCAA athletes not being paid or whatever. You know, um they deserve it. So you know, oh shit. All right, man, I'm getting a lot of interference in my headphones, so I'll get at y'all later, man. Peace.